0: This.
1: This, this this is, is, this is diverse. Diverse diversified, diversified, diversified game game game, game.
0: A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may
1: agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And A.L. Focus
2: more on execution and application and less on excuses.
3: So let the game begin.
1: Hey, it's Kellen. Of course, AL. And today on Diversified Game, we got game for the foodies out there, especially those who are healthy. I have Brian and Pamela Kariuki on the phone, and they have a VGO Eats. I don't even know how to pronounce it because I'm 200 pounds, Brian, so you're going to have to help me. But it's Vigo Eats out of Piala. And it's all healthy food that I'm trying to become more healthier. So, Brian and Pamela, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us. Good morning, everybody.
1: Tell us um, about your guys' journey on creating this healthy food um, concept and what you guys are doing out in Puyallup, Washington.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank you guys for having us. This has been a, a long journey as far as us getting to this point. Um, I would have to say it started five years ago, five, six years ago, and uh, I decided to stop eating meat uh, for many various reasons. Um, pretty much, you know, down in where we're living, we're about an hour south of Seattle um, in the Tacoma area. and. You know, in comparison to Seattle, there's not many vegan or vegetarian food restaurants. So the few that we have, um, we kind of got tired of them. Um, but as far as how it all started, uh, you know, we stopped eating meat for many spiritual, health reasons, environmental reasons. And um, we first, you know, you, you take it by baby steps. You know, no one quits anything uh, in one day. It's like trying to quit smoking in one day, right? A lot of people relapse. So for me personally, and I let my wife tell her story, um, I did it with some some best friends of mine. We all, two of us, uh, including me, uh, decided to stop eating meat, and we did it little by little. So first we got rid of the pork, then we got rid of the beef, and then the chicken, and then the fish, and then eventually the dairy, which I'm still having a hard time fighting, I'll be honest with you but I'm getting there, uh, my people. Um, but it, it, it takes baby steps and it takes a lot of dedication. And you have to really um, want to do it and understand why you're doing it to fight those urges. So um, with us going vegan, vegetarian, we found it really hard to, to eat good food when we go out on the weekends or whatever. So we decided to come up with our own recipes. Uh, a couple of years later, you know, save some money and then found a, a way we can Sell uh, it and market it. Now we're here with Vigo Yeats. I like it. I like. Yeah. It. I like
1: it and and he said he was going to let his his wife tell um, her story. I want I want to hear hear the beginning because you know you you doing one thing, Brian, for yourself. Okay, that that's easy, but. Did you have to kind of like drag your wife? Because I'm talking from personal experience. We've we've done the ve- vegan thing, but my wife, being an African, she's like, "I'm an African. I eat meat." So, Miss <laughs> Pamela, tell your your story, or maybe you had to drag Brian, and he saw you and was inspired. How did that go?
3: What's really amazing is that we met as vegetarians. And then decided to take the next step to veganism, if you want to call it that. So for me personally, um, the journey also started about five years ago. So it just came to a point where I think my body was telling me to kind of change how I was eating. Because I was eating meat, but I wasn't enjoying it no more. So somehow through my spiritual journey, it kind of woke me up to stop eating meat, my body started reacting to it differently. Every time I'd smell it, I'd be like, something ain't right, you know? Um my vibration was changing. And with that my diet had to change too. So um I started I quit chicken first. And then I quit the red meat and then fish was the last thing to go. And as I say, for me it was a spiritual connection that kind of made me woke me up to not eating meat. Um, there was no kind of any other outside influences, my body just wasn't feeling it. Every time I'd eat it, it just wasn't feeling right. And with that I knew for me my next step was to stop eating meat and any animal product altogether. So um when I met Ryan um, as I say we were vegetarian already so we knew the next stage would be going vegan and with that being said we you know we changed and we've kept I've kept to it mostly <laughs> and um I've always wanted to have a career in you know serving food because I'm really passionate about food so um it's just so perfect that Brian and his friends were already looking into doing something like that because it was something that I had been thinking about. Um, so we came together, and the girl was born.
2: That's impressive. not okay. uh, I have a question for the um, for the family. Um, going through the process of you know transitioning um, from you know eat consuming uh, consuming meat um to vegetarian to vegan um what changes did you notice um mentally and f- mentally physically and spiritually as you went through this process through this journey
3: okay i felt a great deal of mental clarity it was as if a cloud had been lifted for me mentally it was I felt cleansed um, and also, what I realized is I also felt more connected to the universe, so harming animals was something I was like no longer interested in, so there was moral reasons, there's ethical reasons, but um as you raise your vibration, you connect more with everyone and everything, and um being vegan definitely helps with that because as i say when you're growing consciously eating animals is no longer an option but um a vegan diet for me i feel keeps me balanced and also gives me a lot of clarity mentally
2: and what about you brian
0: for me, uh, some of the changes, like I can echo, uh, definitely less foggy um, in the brain. You feel much lighter. Um, you kind of have way more energy. Um, mm-hmm. You don't feel really blocked up, you know, um, it's less time in the bathroom. I would definitely say that mm-hmm. respectfully. Um, okay. And it's just you just really feel that you're doing your part, you know, creating a lighter footprint on this mm-hmm. planet. Um, and then it starts where you're, you know, you, you're, you're eating f- to be healthy. And then next thing you know, you're picking up garbage on the side of the street and you're just becoming a better person all around, you know, and you're wanting to help others and share this, uh, knowledge with others as well. So my mom actually stopped eating meat and she's <laughs> dropped weight. She's looking younger, you know, she's 54 years long. She, she's 54 years young, but she looks like 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. there's so many benefits. Just Your skin is clearer. Um, so many benefits, just not only on the internal side of your body, but on the external. People will notice you'll have that glow. Um, and, you know, you just bright up a room and people can always tell um, when someone's really happy. And, and it does make you very happy. Because you're not eating that negative energy. For example, when these animals are killed, they're terrified, right? So that negative energy and um, those chemicals, and you know that come out in the meat. Also, you consume that, and that's why they say a lot of meat eaters are angry. Is um, because you know the way that the animal was killed and consumed, they're in a negative, fat, angry state, and then you're just consuming and transferring that energy to yourself. So it's it's a huge change, man. Um, you just plants are happy, so you're happy.
1: <laughs> I,
0: like well, I like it. I like it a lot. Go ahead, Kyle.
1: Well, well, Brian, we were talking um, right before the interview started. Brian is mm-hmm. of um, Kenyan descent, and I, I hear the accent from your wife. I, I have to ask, have to ask,
3: mm-hmm.
1: where are you from? Because it sounds like you might be English.
3: Yeah. Well, and, um, Kenyan
1: by heritage. Okay, so both both of you are Kenyan.
3: Yeah.
1: Ha- now, mm-hmm. now, I-, I told you about my, my 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 wife. We did a vegetarian vegan diet for almost a year, but when we mm-hmm. got to Cameroon and we saw the real drive-in that soya meat on the street, I mean, we were ordering from. I mean, we it was like the, the meat we know is um it's done different in africa it's it's a whole different process and we kind of just binged and it's been hard to come back i don't eat a lot of meat just personally because i don't like too much meat um especially in the states but when you guys go to kenya or you're at a kenyan party how do you not eat everything that you see
3: (laughs) discipline firstly and I would say that once you have the discipline but you're also connected to the changes morally and ethically there's no going back because you know better you've been doing it like for me personally that's how I see it I know I feel good without eating meat I know I feel good without the dairy so um with that being said why go back if I've been on this journey and it's moved me filled, it's good, you know? And also on top of that, I don't want to be a part of the um animal suffering for my satisfaction. I think to me that's unfair. Um they don't have the same voice as we do. They can't speak for themselves and they can't, you know, retaliate against the cruelty that's happening to them. Um But we know it breeds fear. We know that they're not happy, ultimately. Um, So for me, the morals, the ethics of the whole situation, it kind of keeps me locked into being a vegan (laughs) completely.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to say something real quick. It's hard, you know, um, because it still smells good right? It still looks good. It's just that you have to put things in perspective and ask yourself, is this short satisfaction that I'll get from eating this meat worth, you know, the dietary uh, hardships or is it worth this animal being killed? Is it worth, you know, all all these other things you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if your why is strong enough, and you be you should be able to refrain from it, and just like my wife said, it is about discipline, and it does take a long time to build up that discipline. And uh, I'll be honest, throughout you know the journey, there was some times where I had some you know some hiccups, but then you know you just got to get pick yourself up and get back to it, and have amnesia, and then just keep you know your eye on the prize, which is you know going totally vegan and, and really just giving and doing your part to this world as far as making it a better place.
3: And also to add to that, there is so much delicious food options um, in Kenya, in Africa, all over the world. If you take away the meat, it's only actually a small um, portion of what's on your plate. Um, You have so many other things to explore. It's so exciting once you start this journey because you know you start expanding on your um on other foods and it's you know there's so many things out there and when you learn that that's just another adventure and that's something that helped me with the journey I started you know enjoying the process and not looking at it as if oh there's nothing here it was more let me see what I can find you know it was an adventure let me see what's out there and there's so many things um for instance I'll name some of our um dishes we have something called mokimo and it's potato um with corn and you can add some cilantro in there and we have giveri and it's like beans in a stew and it's There's so many exciting things and you just have to find different options. You also have to be very prepared. So I think the trick is make sure very early on in transitioning, you are well prepared and you always have some type of snack or food with you so you're not flagging, you know, you don't get hungry and eat for convenience be organized very earlier on in the transition and stages. Okay, nice. 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 Now here's um
2: the here on Diversified Game, you know, we like to peel the layers of the onion back. You know, sometimes we get super political, uh we can get really controversial. Um in terms of vegetarianism, uh veganism, um and, and you guys perspective, you know, there's no right, no right or wrong answer. Um, but do you think here in the state, um, and, and I'm not sure if you guys have traveled, that there's like a certain agenda here at play that coerces um, Americans to consume meat and, you know, consume these products with all this junk in it versus a healthier lifestyle?
0: Absolutely. Um, for example, we, if you went to school here in the States, public school, we had the the food pyramid, right? And this is something mm-hmm. that was kind of forced upon us as the the right way to eat. And these doctors checked off on this and you know, we have the milk campaigns with all the athletes and absolutely everything there's a motive and a reason behind all these advertisements for food is because somebody's making money, right? If right. everyone was taught in school how to plant harvest and you know, just simple agriculture. A lot of these major corporations would not be there because we would just be planting our own food in our backyard and be self sustained. So I definitely mm. agree with you that there is an agenda um for us to be eating this way. And I personally think, um, if I could be frank here, is to is for population control. We know that the food we're eating is killing us. We know that cancer, heart disease is an an epidemic. Why is it? It's because, you know, what we're consuming on a regular basis and how it's affecting our body. Um, One -hmm. thing along the journey with quitting meat is you start to obviously, like my wife said, looking for what else is out there and discovering new foods. But while you're doing that, you're also understanding how those foods are affecting your body positively or negatively. And one thing that I uh, definitely came across that opened my eyes is the difference between an acidic diet and an alkaline diet. Um, and that right. has to do with the, the pH scale, seven being mm-hmm. neutral. Anything below seven is acidic. Anything above seven is alkaline. And what you find is all the foods that we're being mar- told or marketed to to eat uh, on the, you know, the, the food pyramid, et cetera, et cetera, are mostly acidic. About eighty, seventy mm-hmm. percent of it is acidic, which is just killing you. Um, whereas a vegan diet is alkaline. It's enriched with nutrients. And overall, it helps your body maintain homeostasis, which is balance. So we're feeding ourselves and making our bodies unbalanced in many ways, right? Aches, pains, weight gain, you know, um, you know, arteries being clogged. So many things are making us unbalanced, and it's really our food. But if we switch it around, um, for example, Dr. Sevy, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him, you know, he's trying to teach people how to become balanced and how to allow your body to heal itself. And there's so many capabilities that the body can do. It's just that we're hindering ourselves with our diet. So I, I definitely agree, with my man, 100%. It's, it's for, for money reasons, you know, to make money. You know, we live in a capitalistic society. Um, one thing that I always tell my wife is that, you know, cause she just came here uh, February. We got married in March, so sure. a brand new marriage. Oh, well, congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. But there's a lot of food items that are banned in the U- in the UK that are allowed here. So that alone hmm. just, just tells me that they don't care about us. They'll feed us whatever wow. to make a quick buck. And then they'll make even more money when we go to the hospital, which is just another business. Right? Gotcha. Prolonging death. Right? The more insurance money they can get, you know, they're just going to prolong your death a little longer. They don't want to just kill you. One, they want you to suffer a little bit so they can make some money in the meantime. But if everybody's growing their own food and alkaline, no one's really sick. And nobody's making any money, right? Right.
1: So I agree with you 100. Well, well, with 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 that being said, you with your guys's business that you guys are serving up this delicious food, and this is a a, a quote from Steve Matley. That you know, put me put you guys on our our radar. I said you got to go check out the, the, this brother. He, he's doing this thing out there in Piala, and I'm like, okay, let me go check it out. And I, I live in um you know north, and I haven't made it to Piala, but I, I I do plan on coming out there because of family out there. Um, right. but when when I when how did you choose? To do the, you know, you guys have the, the vegan burgers, the hot dogs, the tacos, instead of saying, hey, we're going to serve everybody, you know, ungali and chapata and samosas and Palau. How did you choose your, your, your recipes and will we see an African version later on?
0: That's a great question, uh, and I'm glad you asked that. So the reason why we chose our current menu is because we want to service and market to everybody, not just only vegans. So with that being said, we want to have people eat, Americans, have people eat what they're normally accustomed to eating, but making it vegan and still having flavor. So giving them an opportunity to... Have a route to transition slowly uh to becoming you know a full vegan or w- whatever they're looking for right just just better health, better diet um but we we want but we also know it's very hard, you know like it took us five years to get here right so Americans love hamburgers, tacos, burgers, hot dogs, so we just wanted to make it easy for them to have another option to still eat the same things with good flavor and better health. Um, requirements and not really just throw them salads, right? And then they get bored and, you know, because everyone knows the, the easiest way, you know, to not eat is mean, just eat a salad or something, right? But there's, it's not exciting. So we still want to make the food exciting. We want to make it fun. We want to make it easy. Um, and a lot of people, honestly, they can't tell sometimes. If we don't tell them that it's a vegan, um, that's definitely one thing that I love is we have meat eaters coming back just because the texture and the flavor is so similar to what they're used to. Um, it's it's just amazing that it's vegan and it's, they're telling their friends and like, oh I can't believe it. Um, but as far as your second question, African version, um, Vigo's the, the, the food truck is just the first stop. We're definitely in the future going to be looking at a brick and mortar restaurant, um, and the restaurant would definitely have more uh, authentic. African dishes and um more options. So absolutely in the future. Right now this is kind of like click food on the go, quick click bite on the go. So we would just want to make it easy for people.
2: Okay. Uh, here's a question. Um uh being uh being business owners, um with with the most recent, I guess, uh American con coming on uh, Americans uh consciousness, uh what do you guys Thoughts on uh, Beyond Meat and how they prepare their um, their product, which has the heme in it, and it being like this phenomenon, so to speak.
0: Yeah, so um, we carry Beyond Meat, and we also do carry Impossible. Um, okay. I definitely love the fact that they have good flavor, good texture, very meat-like substance, but no animals have been harmed. Um, they're also soy-free, um, GMO-free. So, you know, they've they've done a really good job to deliver a product that people will like and also will maybe transition the meat industry um, over and, you know, just ultimately make the world a better place, less animals, less greenhouse gases, et cetera, et cetera. So I do support them. Um, eventually, though, um, I do believe that we need to get off the meat substitutes um and really get into that raw vegan alkaline diet if you're looking to get into the best overall health the best way is honestly a raw vegan diet Um, but in the short term for people to transition from going to mcdonald's versus you know uh, going to for example burger king is coming out with impossible offers so if they can slowly just transition from, okay, I know I'm still going to Burger King or McDonald's, but they have a vegan option. And then eventually when they learn and grow, they understand maybe Burger King and McDonald's are not making it the best way, right? Maybe their bun is still not vegan. Maybe they're still using dairy cheese. And then they start exploring and want to learn more and maybe try more vegan options. And you never know where they'll end up. You know, they'll end, probably end up with Vigo. The next thing you know, um, they're going to other vegan restaurants and, Maybe start cooking it themselves, um, but I think it's right. a good Yep, I think it's a good door, a good segue um, to just get people in. You know, and and one thing that we do at Vigo Eats is we educate people, because so I think that's one thing that a lot of people are have a big misunderstanding. Because you know, we tell them we're vegan, then the, the, the next question is, what do you guys eat? Well, literally, <laughs> they know there's over they know there's already there's over seventy thousand fruits and vegetables. And then i will be like, well, wow. then I then I rebuttal. And I'd be like, well, there's only like five things I don't eat. Chicken, fish, beef, pork. And then they look at me crazy. <laughs> and, like, and it's just a miseducation, you know. So right. I think that's, you know, this is great that we're having this conversation today. Um, it's great that we started mm-hmm. this business because we just want to teach people there's another way. And it's still fun and it still tastes good. Um, so um, I, I agree with the Beyond Me and the Impossible. I love what they're doing. But we can't just uh be happy there. There's still still more room to grow and still uh way more different foods to eat.
1: So you got you guys might you, you I I watch um the different YouTubers and I see, you know, it's not good enough just to be vegetarian, then you go vegan, then with the raw diet, I say, Man, where does it stop? I mean, soon they're gonna make tasteful <laughs> air that you just you know. Yeah, right. you throw some air. <laughs> <laughs> air Air hamburger. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, So, 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 where, where will it stop? Like to serve people raw, and I, and I won't. I mean, I love vegetables when done properly. My problem, mm-hmm. Brian and Pamela, is I don't necessarily want to prepare them. Um, and until I can, you know, be in Africa full time, I don't have any house help that can I can say, hey, go do this, go do that. So, Uh, you know, I'm looking for alternatives like yours and even what I haven't seen yet is now the crave is everybody will send you the ingredients or the food already prepared, like in a box, mm -hmm. and you can just Mm -hmm. open it up kind of hard Mm -hmm. to do with raw, but you know. I could see so much business because if you could say, Hey, these are all your meals. You're eating healthier. You don't have to cook. I'm living in the Jetson era in my head. That's where I'm at. I'm like, Oh, I got Rosie. I, I got a machine that can do almost anything. Um, that's what I would like to see. But what But what we're seeing from you guys right now is a good start for for that area. Can you talk about how, the business side of it, because somebody will listen to this and say, you know what, I've always wanted to do something like that, but I don't have a million dollars. And I heard somewhere Gordon Ramsay say, to get into the food business, you need a million dollars. So they've already cut themselves, right? Because they're focused what they don't Mm -hmm. have. Unless you guys, you know, came out as blue bloods and were already wealthy. um, You know, can you talk about how you started and you know budgets if somebody else wanted to replicate your your mission.
0: Absolutely good question. Um
1: so we actually have a food cart. So it's a six by ten
0: foot cart which we get on and we have our equipment and people come up and and they get served. So as far as startup costs, um I it's honestly fifteen thousand for that cart for all the equipment. I'll be totally transparent here. And Compared to, like, a food truck on wheels, you know, um, it's way cheaper. I was actually reading an article yesterday. Nowadays, it's about 50000 to to 100000 for an actual truck, um, food truck, you know, with all the uh, bells and whistles, which is still cheaper than a brick and mortar, right? Gordon Ramsay, um, you know, he's doing million-dollar restaurants, but typically a, a restaurant, uh, maybe 2,000 square foot, maybe about 200 grand couple hundred thousand for a restaurant so they're they are very expensive um but one way to start is to look into your city or county's uh mobile food vendor options so i don't know if you where you guys are from do they have like hot dog stands or like yeah. ice cream stands yeah so that's that's kind of like the area that I'm, I'm i'm getting to is you don't have to start out with the big restaurant you don't have to start out with a huge truck start small, you know, Um, start doing maybe like farmer's market, start with the table and the booth. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so many ways for you to create an opportunity to sell something or create a value and then sell it to somebody else. Especially if you put your passion into it, people will buy something from you just because of, you know, if you sell it yourself, you sell yourself. And then hopefully the product sells itself as well. Um, But for me, honestly, getting back on point here, um, I actually was a banker for 10 years, so um, I kind of had a good understanding of money and investment. I was in commercial banking, and I just happened to um, know a few of my clients who had sales space available that he was looking into. Um, what's going on in Piala? is they're building an outdoor food cart pod or food truck pod, so there's going to be multiple food vendors at this one location consistently. So I just heard about that a little early and and I got in early with the owner and, you know, found my commissary kitchen. And then, of course, uh, found a builder for my cart. and got the cart custom built. But I would definitely just say start small. Um, I'm a mobile vendor, so I'm able to move around the city, the town, the state. Um, We have a few events actually coming up these few weekends where we can just, you know, plug up our, our, our cart to the back of the truck and we just tow it. Um, and we can do a pop-up for a day here and there. Um, But I would have to say, really, you want to be methodical and set your mind on something, and then how are you going to get there? A lot of people look at the end goal um, but don't really see the middle uh, as far as the process and the up and down. So set your your goal. Go to your county and ask them, what are your mobile vendor permits? Because that's going to be the easiest way for you to get in be a mobile vendor, hot dog cart, food cart, and then from there, um make sure that you get all your health department issues' because that's another thing uh we had a to learn about is just you know making sure that we're serving food that's gonna be you know clean and, and of course professional and not gonna get anyone sick um, but yeah, I you know it 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 does take money to make money, and I would also say that as well um but Once you start a restaurant business under 30 grand, you know, it's, it's pretty unheard of. And a lot of food trucks out here in Seattle actually become restaurants because it gets so popular, especially if you have a good product, you get such a big following, a big clientele base. Next thing you know, you, you have the funds or the investors, uh, to open up an actual restaurant and, you know, put a couple hundred grand in and get one of those Gordon Ramsay
1: kitchens maybe.
3: I would like to add to that as well. um I think you would need to also have a proactive approach um visit food vendors, ask questions, you know, get to know people that are already in the field. We have people that will come up to us and you know want to have a look around um on the cart, ask the questions, and it's about basically driving yourself too um making sure you're gathering all the relevant information and knowledge and at the same time um, being proactive. So ask the questions. Don't be scared to approach the right people and have the conversations with them.
1: So if you're in the Pialup area, you can. they've just given you an invitation to go bother them and ask all the questions, which not everybody's open for. In, in in business, Al, did you have something to say? I think I heard you. Oh no 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 no, go ahead, Cal. You good? You're good. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so, but you know, you guys are doing something too. That oh man, when I saw this, uh, I said, "Thank God, you accept cryptocurrency." And I know Pam, Pamela, when you came over here, you're like, "Wait, these people don't even use contactless." You know, because you can't even catch a bus in London. Yeah. You have, you know, some contactless form of payment, but you guys are taking crypto. Talk about that. I mean, Brian, you talked about being in, in in banking, but, um, talk about why you guys are accepting crypto and, and how that process is. Cause many of businesses still are like, wait, what are you talking about? How do we do this? And so educate those people. So we all can live in 2020, a little easier. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, so I've been a, a crypto investor for the last couple of years and really all started back in 2000, end of 2017, early 2018, you know, when Bitcoin hit its high, I was like, what is this coin that's worth 20 grand? What What is this big craze? You know, everyone's going crazy about this. And I just wanted to learn more about it. And the more I learned about Bitcoin and blockchain and I really understood how it worked, it, it makes sense. Um, and I just, I just keep it simple. Typically what it is, it's a distributed ledger um, for peer-to-peer exchange. So what that means is that it's kind of like the people's money, and no government or middleman can mess it up. Uh, right now we have a lot of countries going through hyperinflation, like Venezuela, where you, you can't even buy a, you know food for your family without bringing a truckload of money. That means that's worth nothing. Because, you know, the government didn't do well as far as maintaining the budget. And next thing you know, you know, what is it? A cup of milk is like 100 bucks or something. you know, pretty much 2008 when the U.S. had this big economic crash, um, Satoshi Nakamoto, we don't know if that's his real name or a group of people, created this system, this uh, mathematical um, algorithm. That will always stay consistent and can never be changed and it's uh pretty much it's 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 everyone can see it it's a it's it's like a record that everybody can see it can never be changed and it can be trusted and that's what the most important thing about Bitcoin is it's a trust system for the whole world um, It's a world's money, it's a future of finance um, I don't know if you guys heard Facebook's coming out with the crypto. Um, it's a new craze that everyone's getting on because they're starting to understand the technology and the power behind it. And it's going to be to a point where, you know, everyone's going to be transacting um, contactless, like you said, cashless society. And Bitcoin is going to be the driver of that. Um, we actually had our first Bitcoin transaction uh, about a month ago, which was very exciting for me um, because I was able to show the gentleman um how to do it so if if anyone wants to get into bitcoin i just recommend downloading an app called coinbase it's in your app store or google play coinbase download the app um, connect it to your bank and you can buy and sell uh cryptocurrencies including bitcoin Uh, but i was able to show him about a month ago um, how to send money and it's very easy you just take a picture of your of your wallet address and then convert your bitcoin to a dollar value and then press send next thing you know a minute later the money's there so what the beautiful that's part awesome. about it is that you can send money i'm sorry go ahead i thought that's awesome yeah it, it's right amazing because you can literally you can literally send money anywhere in the world for a very 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 small fee and me working at the bank I know all the fees that we were charging y'all, man, for these wire transfers and MoneyGrams, Western Union. It's crazy how much money they're making. <laughs> so that's the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is there's no middleman or bank exploiting you um, you know, for a transaction. And then when you do it at the bank, it takes like five days to send money to Africa, right? Um, whereas Bitcoin, it'll be there in like a minute or less. And there's very, very small fee. So we're just really about educating people, not only about veganism, how to be better as far as your health and wealth, um, but also just, you know, the future of currency. Like I'm getting all my buddies in right now to invest because two, three years from now, Bitcoin is going to be probably so high, it's going to be unattainable for the average Joe. So I definitely agree. Um, You guys should take a look into Bitcoin, and I'm definitely glad that you asked that question because it's uh, definitely becoming a, a topic of discussion lately.
2: I'm I'm very fascinated by Bitcoin, like, for sure. I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate it with a a new business
0: that I'm set to launch. We might have to talk on a personal tip, man. I'll have
1: it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. I'm with it. And just so we clarify... Um, The sign says you're taking Bitcoin. So if somebody comes with McCool coin or some type of other coin and say, nah, this is the next thing, take this too, I'll give you, you know, you're only accepting Bitcoin at the moment, correct?
0: Yeah. So we're accepting Bitcoin, um, but I'm willing to look into accepting other Coinbase coins. So the app that I uh, said a little earlier, Coinbase, I have a few other assets on there that I might consider accepting, but whatever coin you have, it's very easy to switch it into Bitcoin. So even if someone did come up to me and say, I have, for example, Stellar XLM, um, I'd be like, okay, great. Let's just convert that to Bitcoin and you can transfer me to Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin is just a more, um, it's considered digital gold. um, And it's the leader of the pack, of course, the biggest market capitalization of the digital currencies. Um, So it's very easy to convert whatever coin you have into Bitcoin. So that's that's probably what I will do.
1: Okay, and that's why I used uh, one that doesn't exist, because, you know, um, we were doing this years ago, um, buying things that you didn't want your parents while in school. I'm talking over a decade ago that you didn't want people to know and just being tech people. But now everybody is grabbing every type of coin they can. So mm-hmm. I could just see and, and and my family and I, we went to Malta and Malta is very crypto friendly. And even the taxi cab oh, yeah. drivers have a deal for you. And I could just see, you know, someone slit a trickster coming and, hey, what do you mean? I've just ordered all this food and I want to pay for it with the latest and greatest coin that no one has ever heard of except me. But uh, I just wanted to put that warning out there because sometimes we attract interesting people on the the podcast, and and so with you know this relationship and it's a new marriage that you and your wife have. It's a mm-hmm. new business are there any guidelines and anything that you can tell couples out there trying to work together? Because that's a very difficult thing. And it's a question people ask my wife and I, um, us being both part-time crazy and very um, <laughs> d- d- demanding on, on certain things. I say, how do you two work together? So my question is, and you're, and Pamela sounds very, very just, you know, calm and yes, Brian, Chief, whatever, but I know that's not the case. No, don't, let, the, don't she, let that. She, point yeah, in yeah. That. yeah, I know don't that's not that. the case. <laughs> she, she told me, king, I'm, le- I'm learning. Sense, I'm so, learning yeah. to know who's the boss. <laughs> I'm
0: learning. I thought I was the boss man, but I'll, I'll, I'll let i let her. That's funny.
3: funny. You know, um I, I would say that any relationship worth keeping is never going to be easy to maintain but the drive to want that person around is what's gonna make it easier. Um, we're both really kind of strong people, we're strong-minded and coming together, I wouldn't say has always been easy, but we it's always a matter of learning. Um, always be open to learning about yourself and the other person and what i'm personally learning is also about letting go you know don't hold on to grudges when things happen you need to learn to just let it go and that's been something i've been working on and um compromise i would just like to give those two things as advice learn to let go and also compromise cuz it's about two people coming together and co-creating you know it's not about just one person coming into the situation and saying you know oh i'm the woman so you should listen to me i want things like that or I'm the man so i think you should listen to me no that's never gonna work it's about two people coming together and learning to listen understand and compromise with each other is so important I can't stress that out, and you literally have to let your ego go because the ego can do a lot of damage, you know. You kind of know you feel this way about a person, but the ego comes in and it's telling you, but why should you fall back or why should you not say what, you know, you really think, how you really think. Um, Sometimes you need to learn, be aware of when it's ego-driven and learn to shut that down, you know? Ultimately, um, you know, I've chosen him, and he's chosen me, and we need to recognize that and always pay attention that we have chosen each other. So we need to make it work and learn to grow together. Um, It can never work if one person's advancing in one area. Um, Learn to work together and pull each other up you know it's about growing together um but it's been a really interesting journey it's been up it's been down um but our love and the drive we have for what we do and where we're going in life we have the same um visions and we really want the same in life and it's about learning how we make that happen and make each other feel included every step of the way, you know?
0: Just to kind of echo on what my wife said, she's absolutely right. Um it takes a lot of learning, growth, and also patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're with someone for, you know, all day, every day, 24 hours, um, you don't get that opportunity to miss them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, things can get a little bit, you know, rigid. and You know, you might butt heads here and there. Um, but take some time alone take some alone time mm-hmm. i think it's very important for everyone to have their own peace at, alone sometimes you know just to think clearly without being interrupted and ever since i got married i always say this and it's a joke all the time i see why men have man cave you know when you get home <laughs> at the end of the day you just want to watch your game and sports center without no interruption so that doesn't mean that i don't love my wife it's just that you know you want to make time to miss each other as well
1: wait, wait brian yeah. i'm i'm gonna go deeper and, and, and <laughs> you, i I assume you guys don't have kids yet but once you have no. kids you'll understand why men take so much time in the bathroom and when they go out <laughs> wow. to the store just right. you're trying to find a place of peace uh, <laughs> don't ask me not one question i have girls too so i'm just like mike gosh, I don't have, I just don't have an answer. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> <That is> Funny, <laughs> I, hear you, man. I hear you, man. I can't go
0: to the bathroom without my phone, man. That is funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When, when, a, when you got a five-year-old or, nine-year-old trying to grab your phone when you're trying to go to the bathroom you let them know (laughs) I need this and and, you know so you know that yeah but that's 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 the thing I never understood why men did that or why I see men reading calories in the (laughs) store and I'm like that guy doesn't look like he works out but there's a reason you got to take your time recircle oh man but um and and, and Miss Miss mrs pamela i'm sure it's the same thing with women you guys have your own thing but we're just we're talking man business and all the men out there they understand uh-huh.
3: um, that's okay i i think everyone like brian said needs some time to be alone and check in with yourself too you know
1: yes y- yes yes check in and check out and and all that um so mm-hmm. no that's that that's good we we like to ask as a um as a closing um question and we you know we'll let both of you you know give your your standpoint on this what is your community give back that you are doing with your business or that you want to do in the future especially since it's new
0: Yeah, so one thing that we do every day is um, we never waste food. So we give food out to the homeless, um, whatever excess food we have at the end of the day, because we cook everything fresh daily. So at the end of the day, if we don't sell out, um, we actually go out of our way to find um, some homeless in our area, around our city, and just to give them some food, you know, um, brighten up their day, make sure that they're not going to be hungry. So that's something that we're doing now. Um, We do want to do more educational-style events maybe with children to start, you know, getting kids to maybe start thinking differently about meat and kind of just giving them a a different option, um, you know, as far as what to eat and maybe – creating some incentive to, you know, have their parents change their diet. So uh, currently right now we just, you know, giving back to the homeless, making sure that no food's being wasted. You know, we both come from an African communities. You don't waste food in, you know, African country. Right. So we do the same with our business and we, we, we give back that way. Um, anything else you want to say, babe?
3: And, um, you know, you'd be surprised like throughout the day, There's a few free meals we've given, too. It's not even a matter of it just being, oh, this is leftover, so we're going to give it to the homeless. Um, If we have food and I see someone's in need and they're hungry, we've given food away, you know? Um, But like Brian says, we definitely like to have some educational um, projects or workshops coming up where we give our time freely to educate. Um or even you know something to do with gardening, something we could do with children, and you know show them how to plant or learn with them and make it a educational piece that's something we are looking into
1: okay okay no that's that's awesome that that's great we We love to hear that, especially with you know the um the issues that we're we're having with um the homelessness and even education here um in the pacific northwest if you guys would give everyone your you know your your hours um location and where they can find you online um i, I really thank you for the interview and the time and i hope um you know your business just grows to so it soars and you know if you want to franchise it out that it be able to do everything that you guys plan for it to do
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. So you can catch us in downtown Puyallup. The address is 203 West Pioneer, Puyallup, Washington, 98371. You can catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vigo, V-E-G-O underscore Eats with Z, E-A-T-Z, Vigo underscore Eats. And, um, yeah, you can even just call us up. You know, hey, if you guys want to talk, if you guys want to talk to business, cryptocurrency, health, wealth, um, call our business line. You know, we'll, we'll make time for you guys. We just want to help people um, in any way we can. Um, so our business line, 253 area code, 431-4181. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, send us an email, llc at gmail.com, llc at gmail.com. Send us a message, DM us, give us a call. We're looking to connect. And um, thank you for having us on here.
1: Well, no, we appreciate you giving the game on, on the healthy food, the healthy side of things. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online.
2: You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified